Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. We hope your summer's going great. After our last episode all about the road trip, and with there still being a little bit of summer left here in 2020, we wanted to fill you in on the part of Nova Scotia that we are from. Both Jen and I are from the South Shore. So get out a pen and paper, if people use pen and paper anymore, and we'll get started. I like pen and paper. I'm a fan of pen and paper. But anyway, get ready to jot some things down, either on your phone or in a notebook, and plan a road trip because this is one of the most beautiful parts of our province. We might be a little biased, though. Maybe. Just a little. A smidge. (laughs) So we're going to get started at kind of the top and work our way down the close. So the closest to Halifax would be Chester. And the first place that I would like to highlight in Chester is the Sensi Nordic Spa. This is actually Nova Scotia's uh, first and only Nordic Spa. So you'd go in and you kind of alternate between hot and cold baths. And that gives you the therapeutic benefits of hydrotherapy, which I actually learned a lot about in my career as a massage therapist. They also have massages there and they have facials and it's a beautiful spot. I've only seen pictures. I haven't been yet because we booked our spot in May to go and, you know, the virus that shall not be named has (laughs) done a number on my plans, but uh, I'm planning to get there soon. They definitely uh, recommend booking your spot in advance um, just to guarantee that you get in because of the restrictions that they have in place. Uh, There's only letting so many people in. So book that spot in advance if you're heading down. Definitely. I have some friends who've gone and they've enjoyed it. I'm a little scared of the cold and hot. I just don't, I'd like to believe that I could do it, but going into the cold would probably be a little much, but I'm, I'll be anxious to hear your update and how you, how you make out. Yeah. Next we have the Chester Playhouse. It is 80 plus year old performing arts venue. I've never been to a play there. I have heard of it though. So obviously it is something that I do think is popular in that town and community, and I think is probably known throughout Nova Scotia as well. Yeah, I think so too. I I also haven't been there, and I know they're not doing performances this year. You know, it's kind of like an asterisk year. (laughs) Take everything we say with a grain of salt, because some things might not be open. But um, hopefully next year, they'll be back performing, and we should really plan a trip there. You should. Uh, In terms of food, because, you know, we like our food, Mm -hmm. the Kiwi Cafe in Chester is adorable. It's so sweet. They serve breakfast and lunch, and they have coffee and baked goods, like sandwiches, and oh, it's it's so good. So highly, highly recommend stopping in there for a bite to eat. And it's right, right across, I think, from the Playhouse, so it's close by. How convenient. And I love a cafe. Uh, You know we do. We've discussed this. (laughs) (laughs) We're fans of the cafes. The other thing before we continue our tour down the shore is I wanted to mention as well, uh, from Chester, you can catch the ferry to Big Tancook Island. It is $7 return. I can't recall, and I really did try to find online how long it takes, but I am going to say about 40 minutes. They do stop at Little Tancook Island first and then you go to Big Tancook, which is where you get off. It's a really fun island to visit. 
it is like going back in time. Uh, you can rent bikes. There's lots of geocaching there as well. And there is a restaurant on the island, as well as lots of great rocky coastlines to explore. So I, I, we've gone two different times. I can't recommend it enough. Most of the vehicles probably should, but don't have license plates. The first vehicle we saw had a beer opener on the door of the driver's side. Yeah. So it's a whole whole different world there and one I think everyone should experience. Yes, this has been on our list for uh, the last two summers. I'm hoping we'll actually get there in September this year. We just haven't made it down. You have to look at the ferry's schedule before you go because on weekends it runs very minimally. So you can get kind of stuck over there for a long time if you're not careful. I have also heard that they have a lot of great beaches that have sea glass if you're yes. into looking for that. So yep. hopefully I'll be there soon and I'll have a blog post update for you eventually. Amazing. So let's continue down the coast. What's next, Jen? Oak Island. And so it's a small little place, technically like Gold River, Oak Island area. I'm obsessed with the TV show, uh, right. The Curse of Oak Island obsessed. So if you've watched that, you know the story, but the rumor has it that there is a buried treasure on Oak Island and they've been digging and looking for a very long time. And uh, they found some very interesting things on the show if you've watched it, but not really any treasure, some coins, some very old artifacts, but it's just a very cool place to visit. The island is private land. So you do need to book a tour to go. Tour tickets usually go on sale in like February-ish. Of course, everything was canceled this year. Naturally. But they also have an interpretive center that you can go in for free and you don't have have to have a tour booked for that. So it's like a little museum, but it's just a kind of interesting place. Oh yeah. The folklore is huge. Even if there's no treasure there, which I mean, you'd have thought they'd have found it by now, but either way, the mystery and the mystique, I think really carries over for Oak Island and the TV show has done a lot to promote it as well. And even if you're not into that, which I'm not necessarily, you can actually stay at Oak Island. There is a resort there, of course. It includes regular guest rooms, chalets, and seaside villas. And also, of course, there is a boat tour around the island too that you can do. So if you're not into that, it's still a really nice place to visit. It's really close to Chester and Mahone Bay, which we're going to talk about in a second. So there's really beautiful surrounding areas as well. So either way, it's worth a visit. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, it's worth a visit no matter what, really. And I've done the boat tour around Oak Island, and that is also super fun. And I, you can also rent like kayaks and boats too from their, there's a marina right there. So if that's what you're into as well, uh, it's a great place to spend a weekend. Do it up. Let's continue down the shore. So we're going to talk about Mahone Bay, which is perfect timing because I was actually just there. Uh, we spent the weekend there. So it is a small, small Nova Scotia charming town. So many shops and restaurants and things to see. Very picturesque in the terms of having three different churches that are actually super popular for uh, for picture taking. Even if you're not religious, it doesn't matter. It's just really beautiful. So it's it's definitely one of the attractions there in Mahone Bay. What else? Uh, what else do you enjoy there? I love going to Amos Pewter. So it's mm. a local artisan. They make jewelry and like home decor items, like Christmas ornaments, out of pewter. And the shop in Mahone Bay is they make a lot of stuff there and you can watch 
them make things, which is really cool. You can see the molds. My nanny buys me a Christmas ornament from there every year. So they make like a special one every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So uh, I really like stopping in there and uh, kind of watching them work and just browsing around. Yeah, that's really fun, actually. On the weekend, a couple of things that we did is one was Salt Box Brewing is there. So you can obviously uh, have a couple of drinks in. They have a patio, which we sat on and had a few drinks. We met some of the locals. We we honestly had a really great time. It's, it's a place that's really popular, both for people coming in to buy some beer and cider, as well as sitting out front. They don't serve food, but no one seemed to mind. It was super popular and, and really busy and really fun atmosphere. My favorite store in town is called Northern Sun. There's some pottery and more high-end artwork in one side of it, which I'm not necessarily there for, but on the other side, there's some really kitschy items like fun cat figurines or owls or foxes. They have like little decorative plates and lots of jewelry. Honestly, Northern Sun is probably my favorite store down along the South Shore itself. And just as a little shout out on the weekend, we stayed at uh, the Kitch Inn. It's a bed and breakfast there. And we ate at circa 1860. And I would actually recommend both. We had a really enjoyable time at both of those. And it was a really fun overall weekend. Mahone Bay, it's, it's small, so maybe one night's enough. But you could also sort of combine that with Chester or a night at Oak Island even. Yeah, definitely. I think Mahone Bay gets overshadowed by kind of other bigger places on the South Shore. I really like Mahone Bay. I yeah. also wanted to give a shout out to the barn in Mahone Bay. It's oh yes, cafe. we didn't get to go in. Oh no, they started roasting their own coffee recently instead of buying from another roaster. So they're another locally roasted coffee, which is something that I'm super into right now, trying different roast roasteries right. around here. So uh, yeah, shout out to the barn because it's- And I, uh, well, I also have to mention that you brought up the barn because I completely forgot the couple that we actually met at Saltbox Brewing. Larry Bergeron is a local artist who uh, paints horses and he actually has an exhibit happening right now upstairs at the old barn. Okay. So it's some, another thing to check out. He's a super talented artist. We ended up going to their house and seeing their horses. It, it's a whole story. It's a real wow. tale. Yeah. I know, we'll get into it <laughs> another time. But Larry does have all of his artwork there, which is something worth checking out as well. And it's beautiful stuff. So highly recommend that too at the old barn. Yeah. All right. So the next one is a big one. Oh, and yeah. this is Lunenburg, which is probably the reason that a lot of people head down to the South Shore from Halifax if you're coming from away. Lunenburg is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, so it's actually protected by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, which is what UNESCO stands for, and I learned that today. (laughs) Congratulations, you were today. Uh, I was. So um, UNESCO considers Lunenburg the best example of a planned British colonial settlement in North America. It retains its original layout and appearance, same appearance as it was in the 1800s, so And don't let that deter you. That sounds cool. It's cool. I promise. (laughs) So our first stop in Lunenburg is the Lunenburg Academy, which if you've ever seen it, it looms large on the hill kind of over the town. It was built in 1895. It was a public school until about 2012, I think. And now it's like a music school. The public library is there. There's a lot of restoration going on. Obviously, it's a huge old building. It's also built next to a cemetery, which is very interesting for a school to 
yeah but uh yeah <laughs> it's it's a cool place you can also uh, hook up with the people who run the Lunenburg um, walking tour there it starts there and uh, I highly recommend the walking tour you learn a lot about Lunenburg um just walking around Awesome. Um, another great spot to duck into these days is the Ironworks Distillery, locally made rum, vodka, and liqueur. And Jen, I understand you have a favorite. I do. It's the cranberry liqueur. Mm. It's really good. What do you do with it? Uh, you just drink it on ice. Oh, you don't mix it with it. You no, know, it's not part of the, the mixed drink. The people, I, I'm sure it could be. I'm not creative. I just drink it. But uh, the people there have told me to pour it over ice cream, which I have not tried. But wow. could be delicious. They also make a rhubarb liqueur, which tastes like it tastes like rhubarb. It's very, <laughs> I mean, obviously. I mean it. But <laughs> it's really cool. And uh, they do tours there and... Uh, yeah, it's a cool spot just to check out. Awesome. And since we've mentioned a few churches already in uh, Mahone Bay, St. John's Anglican Church, I can't say that I've ever noticed it while I've been in Lunenburg. You haven't. Or maybe I have, and I didn't know. <laughs> yes. So St. John's Anglican Church in Lunenburg, it was the first church that was built in Lunenburg. It was built in 1754. On Halloween in 2001, there were 22 different fires in the town of Lunenburg. Wow. Yeah, people were setting fires. The church was one of those places that was set on fire, and it was it was significantly damaged. And the the community was quite devastated by this because obviously it was a beautiful, beautiful church and it still is. It was restored. The bell tower was completely destroyed. Firefighters had to damage windows in order to fight the blaze, but they've totally restored it. And it is beautiful. Um, you can actually go down there into the crypts. There are 18 people buried down there. Oh, wow. And it's just, it's been a very important place in the community. And I'll put a picture up on our Instagram page and our Facebook page because it is stunning inside and it's definitely worth checking out. Cool. Well, thank you for that piece of info. I did not know. And, you know, just flippantly, maybe the arsonists were tired of it looking like the 1800s there. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, let's update this town. Yeah. <laughs> Move forward. <laughs> Another piece of importance there is the Fisheries Museum. I, uh, my father used to be a fisherman. He's retired. I come from a whole entire family of fishermen. So I've been there with him. The maritime history along the South Shore is deep. So I would definitely recommend uh, visiting there. There's, of course, you know, the history of the fisheries itself, you know, the, the products they use to catch the fish through the years, all of those different types of things. If that is an interest of yours, it is an important piece of our history as well and continues to be an important piece of our present. So I definitely recommend going there too. Yeah, I think it's also a popular spot um, to take kids. I know a lot of people, a lot of families with kids go there and there's a little bit of like interactiveness to it that kids also enjoy. Yeah. So my, my favorite, favorite spot in Lunenburg, favorite, is Sweet Treasures. Tell me about it. So they make ice cream and waffle cones. They make homemade waffle cones and they make homemade ice cream. And it is the most delicious thing I've ever eaten, basically. I love it there so much. Have the coffee, homemade coffee ice cream in a waffle cone. The waffle cones are often still warm. Mm. Oh, oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Are right, you sold me. So okay. good. I'm going to go. 
Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And that is Sweet Treasures is on the waterfront, which is also where the Fisheries Museum is. Yes. It's a very cute little waterfront. It's really a good vantage point for the for the town. You get all the colorful buildings and uh, it's a nice little spot for a stroll. No, it is for sure. And, you know, not necessarily on the waterfront, but, uh, you know, a few streets up from there, a lot of really cute shops as well, much oh, like yeah. I was mentioning in Mahone Bay too. So if you're looking for little kitschy shops or little local things, you can definitely find those in Lunenburg as well. And one thing that I wanted to mention that I've always seen the sign along the highway, and we were actually talking with someone in Mahone Bay about it on the weekend. And this is considered more in the Lunenburg region, but there is the Lahave Cable Ferry. It's $7. You take your own car on it lasts about five minutes and it's one of the few cable ferries left in the province it takes you from east to west la have from there of course you can go to the la have bakery there's museums craft shops and beaches including rissers beach so apparently you don't it's not something you have to do to see the area but it's a really neat thing to do and i told peter you know we definitely some sunday before the summer falls out i definitely would love to do that we rode a cable ferry in Northern Cape Breton before, and it's, it's it doesn't change your life, but it's just fun, and it, it's, a, it's a cute thing to do, so I definitely want to give this a try. Have you ever done it? I have, yeah. It's a good way to kind of go around Bridgewater. Right. So I, we're not really going to talk about Bridgewater, but because it's, it's kind of like, a, it's an industrial yes. town. Bridgewater's, sorry, Bridgewater, you're not much to visit, I'll if be honest. If you're listening, we're super I'm, I'm very sorry, but- you know it. I know you know it. <laughs> if you're coming from Lunenburg, you drive through Riverport and then you can hook onto the cable ferry, come across to La Have, and then you kind of skip having to go back out to the highway to come through Bridgewater to keep going down the South Shore. It's definitely a more scenic route, um, mm-hmm. other than you know, other than taking the 103, because you don't see much from there. No, no, the 103 is a is a barren highway. Yes. And Brisser's Beach is is beautiful and a a great place to stop. And they also have a campground there. I know that's pretty popular as well. Cool. No, it's, and again, it's not right in Lunenburg, but it is in the region. So something we just wanted to make sure that we highlighted. So where to next, Jen? My hometown of Liverpool, Nova Scotia, not Liverpool, England. You talk to me about it. So there's lots to do in Liverpool. Most people, when they're driving the South Shore, they stop in Lunenburg. They don't go any further. They turn around and they head back to Halifax. And we think this is wrong. Boo. boo. Keep going. (laughs) So Liverpool. One of my favorite things to do is to go to Cosby's Garden Center, which sounds a little strange, but up in that behind the garden center is a garden that you can walk through. And Ivan, the owner of Cosby's, um, he makes concrete statues. And so there's these beautiful gardens that you walk through that have concrete statues. And it's super cool. I, I, it's just, it's a really good place to go spend some time. We like to, you know, grab a coffee and kind of walk up there and, and just enjoy a little walk. Awesome. What's next? Give me a little tour of your town. So Fort Point Lighthouse is at the end of Main Street in Liverpool. You can actually go up in the lighthouse, which you can't do in a lot of lighthouses around Nova Scotia. Most of them are closed. So this one's open. Uh, You can go up in, you can toot the foghorn. So very love it you can get a picnic lunch there 
and coffee and uh, usually a little bit of snacks. So it's it's actually run by Lane's Privateer Inn, which is an inn in town. They send a picnic lunch. You have to order in advance, but you can. They send a picnic lunch to the to the lighthouse for you. Um, speaking of lanes, I used to work there. So shameless plug. I love it there. My husband and I got married there. We love it there. Um, so it's an old sea captain's house that was converted into an inn and they have a delicious pub and uh, really nice, uh, newly renovated rooms as well. So highly recommend lanes for a place to stay. Awesome. What else? Uh, hell Bay Brewing. So I think you've been here. I have. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's enjoyable. We uh, we love with our blog to do some uh, brewery tours and we'd heard all about Hell Bay. So we wanted to make sure that we visited. It wasn't exactly warm weather. I think it was like November. I know they have like a barbecue outside in the summer. You can sit and enjoy yourself, but we were, it was definitely on the inside at that time <laughs> of year. But honestly, not every brewery do we go to and we love the beer, but they're really unique there. There's no excuses. It's just beer and and it's enjoyable and there was one I think we ca- that had like lemon pepper or something mm-hmm. at the time that we tried it was really unique so they're also very inventive there I, w- I highly recommend going and especially it sounds great in the summer too where you can actually be outside it sounds good yeah I I'm not a I'm not a beer drinker so uh definitely Hellbay is not my expertise I've been there they they do carry um like Bulwark Cider and other people, a couple of other uh, local cidery and breweries products as well. I know that the beers really usually sound pretty inventive um, at Howl Bay, so I wish that I would enjoy them more, but uh, it's still fun to go even if you don't drink beer. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I'm, I was never a huge uh, beer drinker myself, but I've, I've gotten a little bit of a taste of it you know, since we started doing the brewery tour. So it was definitely enjoyable. And something that's not um, necessarily in Liverpool again, but I couldn't go by without mentioning is about 13 minutes from Liverpool. It is the quarter deck uh, resort. It's on Somerville beach, um, has shoreline rooms, lofts across the street with, which have an amazing view of the beach as well as some beachside villas. They also have a really nice restaurant there as well it's kind of high end we went and we try to go in the off season it isn't cheap we stayed in the lofts which are across the street they were new and and really incredible we loved them but again it's a little more higher end but I would recommend it if you have the time and the money for sure yeah I've never stayed there I mean being from Liverpool I guess you don't usually (laughs) stay in places that are so close by but the um, Somerville Beach that it's on is one of my favorite beaches in Nova Scotia. And it's a huge white sand beach. If you go all the way to the other end of it, um, opposite end as the quarter deck, the ocean kind of breaks off into a little river and that river gets warmer than the ocean. So it's much more swimmable. Also, there's a train bridge that goes over it, over the river. So teenagers jump off it. I've done it. Now that I'm 30, I'm not going to do it anymore because it's scary. But, you know. <laughs> She'd have done it last week when she was 29. Yeah, yeah. Now that she's but 30. now. Uh-uh. <laughs> no way. Nope. Cool. I didn't actually know that. Next time we go down there, I will try to find the warm section. The warm section. You just got to keep walking. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Um, next on our stop is Lockport. I am more from this area, so I'm not from Lockport, but we are heading down my way, but I have not 
to be all honest, spent a lot of time in Lockport. But the one thing I've always heard is Crescent Beach. It's apparently beautiful. There is a Crescent Beach center there. They've got vending machines, change rooms. I'm sure you can go inside and learn a little bit about the area and grab a snack. It is beautiful. Even if you just look up Crescent Beach Lockport, the pictures are going to blow your mind. So it's definitely somewhere that I would recommend stopping and seeing, maybe uh, just enjoying for the afternoon as you go along the South Shore. Yeah, I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Lockport. Most of the time I've been there has been um, for like high school basketball tournaments. Yep, same. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Same. I guess that's a thing. They yep. do pool there, even though it is a pretty small town of like 500 people. So, yep. um, but it is charming. One of the things that is really cool is on South Street, um, there's a lot of historic homes. So it includes the Jacob Locke Homestead that was built in 1941. Jacob is a descendant of Jonathan Locke, one of the original settlers of Lockport. Imagine it. A Locke settling Lockport. Wow. Weird. And you wonder how places get their names. Right? It's really usually not that complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the end of South Street, you can get a good view of Carter Island Lighthouse, which has been guiding fishermen into the harbor since 1872. And uh, fun fact, this version of the lighthouse cost four hundred and sixty dollars to build i know can you imagine that first version it feels like they probably just like boarded four pieces of wood (laughs) right on top but i landed on the top in 1872 though that was actually probably pretty costly so i thought (laughs) that was an interesting little fun fact about carter island yeah for sure All right. Well, moving really close by, actually, I'm going to say probably within 15 to 20 minutes of Lockport is going to be your next stop. And it is Shelburne, Nova Scotia. I'm going to start off with Boxing Rock because that is another brewery, which I have attended. (laughs) Um, We actually went down there on a really warm October afternoon. We sat outside. In the summer, they do have a food truck. So there is that option in the summer months. Again, a lot of really inventive beers. They have a great sour beer. They gave us a tour. We were able to see how the beer was made, how the magic happened. Really reasonable flight costs as well as beer to purchase. So I definitely recommend stopping into Boxing Rock. They do have a little bit of different hours on the weekend. So just make sure you check those before you head out. One thing I really wanted to talk about was Shelburne. It's not technically in Shelburne. It's called Birchtown. It's just past Shelburne. It was very important during the time of the American Revolution. So 5,000 loyalists came to uh, the area of Shelburne to start a new light pier and including a lot of Black loyalists. Um, It actually became North America's largest free Black settlement Things are far from perfect here, obviously, as we know, Um, but there is the Black Loyalist Heritage Center in Birchtown where you can go learn about this really important piece of Nova Scotia um, and world history. Yeah, no, it's a very important spot. And I think the Heritage Center is pretty new, actually, and it was long, long overdue. Yeah, definitely. Um, Much like a lot of other Nova Scotia villages and towns, the waterfront is really nice there in Shelburne. It's really great to sort of go and stroll along the waterfront as well. Back when I was in high school, I think it was 93 or 94, A, The Scarlet Letter was filmed there, which starred Demi Moore. We actually saw Bruce and Demi and their kids at the time, whichever ones were born, at the beach, which I'll talk about in a moment. (laughs) I know. And we were all like, Bruce! Um, (laughs) Anyway, he he hated that, I'm sure, but... (laughs) It was a very exciting time around our tiny little town. Yes, I was uh, I was too young to see that movie when it came out, but my my Whatever. poppy, my grandfather, 
was an extra in this movie. And so I have like fond memories of being at my, my grandparents' house and my, they had pictures on the wall of my, of my poppy in costume. Uh, so yeah, it just, even though I wasn't there, it kind of holds a special place in my heart just because he was part of that. So I just think that's really cool. No, I completely agree. It was a really cool thing to happen down in our uh, small end of the world. <laughs> um, another cool place there, um, again, if you're interested sort of in boats and the maritime history, is the Dory Shop Museum. Uh, there is a long history of dory making, of course, slash boat building down in that end of the province. My dad does row competitively and has for probably... I'm going to say maybe 15 years at this point, he and his partner go and compete in the U.S. and they usually win, not to be bragging, <laughs> um, but they're very good at it. So uh, dory rowing is a thing and it is, is a huge deal down there. So it's something you can go check out again if you're into boats. And to eat, one place that I love to go there and my friends from that still live down that way love to go is Charlotte Lane Cafe and Craft Shop. They have really imaginative dishes. The chefs are well-traveled. Um, they, of course, have maritime seafood classics. And then there is a Caesar salad to die for. It is so delicious. If Caesar salad is your jam, check it out. I need to try that. That sounds amazing. Yes, you should definitely go there. The food is really good. And it's just not your typical sort of takeout at all. They really do um, bring a lot of their travels into the dishes that they serve. Yeah. All right, our last stop on the South Shore tour is all yours, Megan, because I shamefully have not been there. Well, uh, I mean, it happens. There's no reason to go there unless you're going there. I mean, I think I've been to Barrington for hockey tournaments. Yeah. That's, but uh, yeah, you know, winter, not, not really touristy then, but uh, no. all right. Take it away. What am I going to do when I go there? Well, we'll start with Barrington and then we'll move on to Cape Sable Island. So in Barrington to start, you could go to the Seal Island Light Museum. So inside the museum, there are actually numerous artifacts from the local area chronicling the lives of local lightkeepers and the area's rich seafaring history. We've also had a lot of loss, unfortunately, in the area. Each year they do turn on the, the light as well um, to remember people that have been lost at sea down uh, my way as well. Uh, lots of that has happened over the years. So it is sort of like a big monument uh, in the area. Somewhere to eat, because I love that, is going to be Captain Cat Seafood Restaurant, also in Barrington really really delicious seafood they have other items there that are not seafood oriented not as good because their specialty is the seafood side of the business but of course you have to have other options mm -hmm. I can't recommend it enough the lobster roll if that's your thing would definitely recommend that but there are many options if you're not into shellfish necessarily I would say if you're going to go to the beach, Sandhills Beach Provincial Park, it's technically in a tiny village called Village Dale, but it's just minutes from Barrington. It has 2.5 kilometers of beaches where the tide goes way out, the sun warms up the sand, and then as the tide comes back in, that's your sweet spot because that's when the water is warm as it comes back in over the sand. There are tons of beaches where I'm from and they're all mostly freezing. So please, <laughs> if you wish to go to the beach, take my recommendation yes. of Sand Hills. That's good to know. <laughs> yes, definitely. And another uh, little spot before we move away from Barrington, 
again involves food is called Dan's Ice Cream Shop. Now Dan has sold the business, but it still keeps his name. And it is a staple in the community for sure for ice cream. And also this is going to sound random, but they have baked goods, including bread. And my mother um, has always gone there to get coleslaw. Pass it on. There you go. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's move on to my true hometown, which is Cape Sable Island. I am from the only technical town, although honestly, there's not a ton of people there anymore. It's called Clark's Harbor, but Cape Sable Island is the most Southern tip of Nova Scotia. It is surrounded by beaches. Again, they're cold, but they are beautiful. Trust me. So if if you're into pictures, but not swimming, perfect for you. (laughs) So it's surrounded by beaches, including one that you can see right as you drive across the causeway, which does connect the island to the mainland. And that causeway was constructed in 1949. Prior to that, there was a wee ferry. And to reach the island, you have to drive across that. And that beach right there is called the Causeway Beach. Oh, that makes sense. We're we're very creative. Yes. (laughs) Other beaches on the island include Stony Island Beach, Southside Beach, and the Hawk Beach. And I have to say, all of those beaches are named after the little communities they're in, I tell (laughs) you. Peter and I did get married on Southside Beach, so it does hold a little special place in our hearts. That's a good one, so check that out. I do want to mention, and and Jen, I know that you referenced this in your blog post as well that you recently released on uh, the South Shore, and that is the Hawk Beach specifically. It's really interesting. It has a drowned forest there. Like you go and you literally see trees from the past, which used to be part of a forest. It is, it's like your brain can't wrap itself around what it's seeing, like tree stumps in the sand. When I saw the pictures of this place, I was like, what the heck is this on planet earth? Like it looks so odd. And I really, I really, really need to go see it for myself, but it looks so cool. It really is. Like, I I can't recommend going and seeing that enough. And the beach itself is on sort of a little loop. Um, And at dusk down on the Hawk Road itself, um, you can sometimes see a lot of deer. Like, it is honestly for my hometown stop and go traffic down there sometimes. Literally, people are just watching for deer. So the Hawk Beach for the Drowned Forest and the Hawk Road itself that you drive to get there for deer. I couldn't recommend either enough. Hmm, Neat. Yes. Not a ton of places to stay on the island. There is a really cute little B&B called Mama's by the Sea. It literally is by the sea and it is in my town of Clark's Harbor. It's it's very well rated. The host is really kind um, and apparently people really, really enjoy it there. As you can imagine, I've not stayed because I haven't had to. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> yes. And then to eat on the island, there's a couple of really great takeout seafood places. It's going to be sort of the deep fried food, but I have to say that both of these spots are really delicious. So Finney's Takeout is one. Again, it's seafood. It used to be called Route 330. So if you're confused by that, and I've heard it maybe in another way. That's what it used to be called. It recently changed names. And then another takeout is West Head Takeout, literally almost across the street and down a lane from Finney's. Um, but both are very popular on Cape Sable Island. Both have a wide variety of seafood, but also do burgers and stuff as well and some pretty creative food like that. So I couldn't recommend both of those enough. Awesome. Well, I need to uh, start planning my trip down there. Yeah. Lots of yummy food and beaches. So if that's yeah. your thing, check it out. I love those things. So we couldn't let an episode go by without, you know, digging up some fun facts about the South Shore. Bring so it. Our first fun fact is you can find the Blue Nose 2 on the Canadian Dime, and you can also find it in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, when it's not out 
sailing around. Love that. Not only on the dime, also in our province. Yeah, you can see the real thing. It's kind of cool. It is. And Jen's hometown of Liverpool is called the Port of Privateers due to the Liverpool Packet, which was the most successful privateer vessel ever to sail out of a Canadian port. A privateer is a legal pirate. They were commissioned to raid ships. Now, sure, that's still, I mean, I get how that's like maybe, I don't know, how how can they use the word legal? I know. I mean, they were commissioned by like the government, I think, to like raid ships. And yeah, it's kind of interesting because when you drive into Liverpool, it says, welcome to Liverpool, port of the privateers. And when I worked at, I worked at Lane's Privateer Inn, um, like I said, um, serving in their restaurant and everybody from out of town is like, okay, what the heck is a privateer? Because no one's heard of a privateer. Right. (laughs) But yeah, basically they were, you know, not just a not getting in trouble for being a pirate. That's basically what was happening. I'm sure they were still doing bad things. uh, (laughs) You know, who knows? They were government, government directed. Uh, Well, you know, the government, well, we won't get into that. We digress. (laughs) If you're into reading and love you some horror, many Stephen King film adaptations are filmed in Nova Scotia because it's very similar to Maine. Dolores Claiborne was actually filmed in Chester, which we just mentioned a bit ago. Yeah, it's uh, we have a lot of things being filmed in Nova Scotia, or we did prior to COVID, but um, it's it's a really cool thing to be able to to pick out parts of your province and hometown in a movie like and it's obviously if you live somewhere like New York you're seeing it all the time but for us it's just it's really cool and uh there was also other things filmed so Haven the uh series was filmed a lot in Chester and the new Netflix series Lock and Key was partly filmed at the ovens which we didn't mention the ovens but it is kind of between like Lunenburg and Liverpool um it's they're like sea caves that you can walk down into I actually really like going to the ovens and uh they have little hikes and uh caves there so it's cool yeah we actually have been to that you can actually camp at the ovens as well oh yeah Yeah, right along the shore love those fun facts that's really cool well, that is it for now on our tour of the South Shore of Nova Scotia. If you have any favorites, definitely reach out to us. We do not claim to be experts, even though we're from there. So you may have some great nooks and crannies that you've seen along the way. Definitely give us a shout on Facebook or Instagram at the Travel Mug Podcast and tell us about your favorites. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to the South Shore than what we've mentioned here. There are a ton of small towns along the way that have little cute little shops and and places to stop. So this is not a comprehensive guide to the South Shore, just kind of a general overview of the major places. For more information and related blog posts, uh, you can check out both of our blogs. All of those links will be in the show notes. And we appreciate the support and the feedback that you guys have been giving us. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.